We all have them. We all know them well. We all have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with our PFOs. <laughs> oh, man. If you don't know what PFO stands for, it's a please fuck off letter or a rejection letter, and we are looking for yours. Send in your PFOs to info at modern-singer.com. We are going to do a reading of them in November, and we would absolutely love to include yours. They're hilariously sad, hilariously funny. Uh, <laughs> no names will be mentioned. No companies will be mentioned. So your information and your secrets are safe with us. I will also see if I can put an Anon box together to see Ooh. if we can submit them anonymously. So yeah. stay tuned for that, but please send them in. That email is info at modern-singer.com and your PFO will be included in our episode. We're so excited. We're going to pair it with wine mm -hmm. and other beverages. So please get excited for, oh my God, there's going to be so many shenanigans. We're, I'm going to make so a drinking game out of it. We're going to have a grand old time. So get your beverages ready, forward us your PFOs, and we'll see you soon. I love when she yells at you that it's recording. Recording in progress. <laughs> recording in progress. <laughs> it's so creepy. It is creepy. <laughs> it just makes me giggle. <laughs> yeah, it makes me giggle too. I hate it. I guess it's good if like you're on a call with someone random and they're like recording you. I had someone yeah. start recording one of my auditions without telling me. And I had to be oh, like, no. Hey, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello? Okay. That is a I take it back. situation. You don't want to end up like with your audition. Oh no, it was, it was one of the ones that was actually just like, mm, I don't trust you to not use this for yourself later. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> sketchy. That is sketchy. Yeah, I guess so I take sketchy. it back. I take it back. I like the oh. <laughs> the warning. <laughs> How creepy it may be. <laughs> well, should we? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. My name. Oh, we can't talk over each other. Don't talk over each other. That's golden podcast role. <laughs> well, because we usually okay. record it on separate audio tracks, so I can just mute us. <laughs> We're so bad at talking over each other that we have to record on separate audio. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, it's like a skill. Like I, I did a podcast for like 10 years with my best friend and we were like, I mean, the first, I think like 10 episodes were like talking over each other oh, yeah. and then we eventually we got used to it. Yeah. We couldn't figure it out. So we just didn't work around. So <laughs> Alyssa can, can move it. <laughs> you were like, I want to keep talking. We'll just, we'll just do it separate. Hi everyone, my name is Ellen. My name's Alyssa. And I'm Kay. And welcome to the Modern Singer Podcast. <laughs> Woo! Oh my gosh. We are so excited to have Kay Patterson from The Organized Soprano here on our channel today. Kay, can you tell the world a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am a professional organizer slash professional singer. And I have a YouTube channel and I make organizing videos. I don't make singing videos uh, <laughs> because that's weird for me, but uh, it's how I was, it's my correlating career. Oh, I yay. love that. Have that you ever, say. It's have so you ever uh, sung over your organizing videos? Little oh. combo special? I have not. I have not, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's something I could look into. <laughs> 
I hate, I hate it. What, so I, I don't kidding. sing it professionally anymore. I, um, I'm an admin and I hated recording myself singing, like <laughs> can do the podcast and do tough. other stuff, but hearing myself sing on a recording, like, Oh, I, I hated it. So I get, I would totally split it out too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just got a recording back. I made a, a demo recording and I hate, I hated listening to it. Yeah, I was like, I weird? just want to do the whole thing over again. Mm-hmm. I know we're so I mean, critical of ourselves. It's yeah. like, it's hard to listen to ourselves. <laughs> I've kind of gotten used to it. Ironically enough over the pandemic, it was one of my goals is to get That's used true. to watching and listening to myself perform. Um, ah. I was, I was talking to a therapist near the top of the pandemic and we were actually talking about how, um, because we have such an impermanent art form that we are now being forced to turn into a permanent art form. Like we're used to doing it and then it's gone forever. Goodbye. Uh, and now we have to record it and it's very permanent and on the internet forever. And mm-hmm. so we were talking about that a lot and the fear that surrounds it. And, um, it like drove me to kind of get used to it a little bit more, which was yeah. really interesting. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting true. way to, to look at it. I never thought of it that way. Me hmm. either. Hmm. And what you do Teresa. is so, <laughs> right. <laughs> and Kay, what you do is so permanent too. It lives out on, on the internet forever. You're it's, um, organizing it's my legacy. It's my legacy, I guess. <laughs> I love that. So I mean, tell us, how did you get into organization and starting this YouTube channel? I've always been interested in anything involving homes and rooms and houses and making places comfortable. Like when I was a kid, I would always like one of my most favorite things to do was to just move my room around or rearrange my room. But I was never really that order order orderly organized because my parents never really decluttered anything like I just kept acquiring Mm -hmm. things and I never parted with them so eventually I got to a point where I was moving stuff around and it was satisfying but then I had all this stuff so I I never really got good habits about decluttering and organizing and then when I was an adult I moved out uh, into my own space and kind of had the same habits I'd move things around but I would never get rid of anything um, eventually I started to try and get rid of things, but I kept a lot of stuff around and Hard. I would set up these systems, right? And they would never, they would fall apart after like three weeks or something. And then uh, at one point I kind of got myself together and then I started working at the container store. At this time, I had actually never heard of the container store. I thought it was I'm something so else. Right now. I th- I'm so jealous right now. It, well, I'll tell I'll tell you right now, it was a lot of fun, but I didn't know what I was in for. <laughs> I had no idea. I was there because I was, I needed a job. I had, um, I had gone this weird route where I had gotten the master's degree in singing and I just didn't do anything after that. I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I had this whole imposter syndrome, so I didn't audition for anything. And I decided, this is so random. I decided that I was going to go to veterinary school because I had had oh. uh, horse stuff going <laughs> on for a long time. I had had a horse at the time. So I was like, I'm going to go to veterinary school. So I made this sidetrack where I went to pre-med program and I got injured and I had to quit it like one semester before it was over and at the time yeah this is this was like very traumatic for me at the time i decided because i was working at veterinary hospitals and stuff and i decided i was getting the feeling that i it it wasn't really for me because working at veterinary hospitals if you've never worked at a veterinary hospital is fun but super depressing 
Um, oh, and imagine. yeah, and it's, it was a very stressful environment and I was getting the feeling that it wasn't my people. So I was injured. I was depressed. I was, I, I had broken my ankle really badly. So while I was healing, I had a lot of time to think and I was like, well, I haven't really given singing a chance at all. So I'm going to go back to the path I was in the beginning. So I was, while I was uh, thinking about that, I was like, I'll go audition places and I have to earn a living while I'm doing it. I need a job. So Container Store was hiring. I was like, hey, I'll just come in and work the merchandising shift, which was from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Oh my gosh. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there's no customers. <laughs> you just get up and you put things on shelves. So, but it was, they have like a whole system about it. It's like really fascinating. So I was starting to do that and I was really enjoying it actually. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I just got touching all these organizing products. And I was like, this store just sells organizing things. That's wild. It is wild. And then I, I couldn't believe it. And then the, finally they were like, please, we need, we would love for you to work sales floor. I think you would think you'd be great. Like we're gonna like, please. And I was like, fine. Fine, I'll do like a couple of like sales shifts. And I did, I had a great time. I loved helping people solve their problems. It was like a video game to me. They came in, they're like, I have this, you know, problem. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly what you need. And we go over and we talk about it. And I would do, and then these professional organizers would come in the store. And I was like, that's a thing. You can do that. Right. I had no idea that was a profession. And I was like, I could do that. And so in, <laughs> so after like, I think I'd been working there, gosh, maybe five years or so, I started my own organizing business. Uh, and then I left that to go independent. I did uh, consult, I guess I was a consultant representing them for a while, but then I just went out on my own and I needed some marketing for my business. So I made a video and mm -hmm. the, people watched it. I was very shocked. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be public. It was a video that I was like going to send to potential clients is like, this is what I can do. Cause it was mostly at the time it just selling closets. And I didn't really, that wasn't very satisfying for me. I, I much prefer to do the organizing part. Um, but people liked the video and I was like, I guess I'll have to make another one. It wasn't even monetized. <laughs> I was like, I should probably monetize this. And so I made another one and another one and another one. And that was much more of a, um, a fun creative outlet for me and I just kept doing it and now it's all I do aside I from singing that. I love that <laughs> I love it that just so much yeah I love that you just kind of like stumbled in on it right and that's yeah. kind of how all of our lives like kind of mm -hmm. work. yeah like you yeah. think you have this plan you're like oh I'm gonna do this this and this and then my career is gonna be like this and my life's gonna be like this but <clears throat> it went a totally different way than I yeah. expected yeah and then you can blend all like all the things that you love, like, you know, and, and just, and you're like, Oh, I just made this video and people like it. Okay. I guess I can make more. And now that's like what you do. Right. It's just, yeah. It was so crazy. Cool. Yeah. I didn't expect for people to watch it. I really was just like, I need something to do that's creative because at the time <laughs> I was like bored. I, you know, I selling closets is kind of boring. Um, so I was yeah. like, I can, you know, do something creative and it turned out to be fun. Who knew you could make money. I didn't know. And like people always, uh, singers, always <clears throat> diss like their their muggle jobs you know like oh I mm. have to go work at the container Lots store I have mm -hmm. to go mm -hmm. you know it's it's kind of like a like a faux pas sometimes in our yeah. industry and and this is a good example that you know you can find ways that your muggle job can blend with your singing career or supplement or 
you know, find something else that you really love and it's, it's not a terrible thing always, you know what I mean? I mean, you got to put food on your table. And I have to say that, I mean, I don't, I haven't worked for the, for the company in, in quite some time, but I have to say that the container store was very understanding and very, um, they, they wanted me to, you know, do concerts and take time off for rehearsals and stuff. They're like, we, we know you, we, we need you to find somebody, but we really want you to go <laughs> and, you know, be your best self. And they were, you know, they were very so supportive. Much. Yeah, it was, so it was, guess, uh, it was good. I guess my next question, Ellen, I'm going to veer off base for a second is how do you, now that you're your own business, how do you balance singing with your business? I have in, in, I've only really gotten the hang of this over the past few years and COVID has helped a lot with it. Cause I had a lot of time <laughs> to think and try to focus. Um, but I, I have to make sure that I make, um, singing a, a very real priority as as well as the other thing because if you have your own business if you're an entrepreneur you can be very focused on that and it feels like often you're on a hamster wheel you thinking about it all the time you're like have all these ideas you want to write them down but if i don't make singing a priority i will not and it's really important to me to sing like almost every day um to make sure i spend time practicing and then i have some goals if you I, I feel like if i don't have goals i lose focus completely and um i feel like even over the past few years i've become really focused on you know the small victories <laughs> that i can accomplish you know um and to and also i feel like if you have a really good instructor that's going to hold you accountable i feel like that's a really big part of it yeah, that's huge big. part of it. Yeah, it's huge, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need somebody who's going to kick my butt. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, Same. I love the goals, the, the goals and small, small victories. I mean, if you, if you don't have goals in anything, like you're kind of just floating around and sometimes that's mm -hmm. fine. You know, sometimes we don't have to like be going forward all, all the time. Sometimes mm -hmm. chilling out is good, but um, even like small goals, celebrating small victories. I think that kind of gets lost when we're, we have these huge ambitions of mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur, being, you know, our own business as a singer. And, and it, you really do have to celebrate those little wins. Cause that's, that's how you're moving forward. That's, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. those are the little things that, um, you need to recognize to, to stay happy, to stay mm -hmm. going forward, wanting to keep singing or, um, mm -hmm. you, you know, doing your own business. So that's, I think that's really important. Yeah. And I, and I think that, it's important to keep your, I mean, the perspective that I like is that I don't need, like when you're a kid and you're thinking about singing, you're like, oh, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be at like Carnegie <laughs> Hall and stuff. And I just, I just want to, at this point as an adult, I just, I'm happy to be working as, you know, I go to a gig, they give me a paycheck. I did a performance. It's great. That's great for me. That's, you know, that is the, the goal is to maintain uh, myself as a working singer. And I, that's, I think that's an attainable goal for a lot of people. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're not always mm -hmm. going to be a Renee Fleming or, you know, right. Pavarotti. And, and that's just not, you know, in any career, that's just not attainable. And so mm -hmm. it is, it is good to sit down and kind of just figure out, you know, what, um, what do you, what do you want? Like even right now, like what's, yeah. what will make you happy? What will fill your soul? Um, 
and then just try to do that. And then maybe it'll, you know, keep stepping up or, or maybe that's just it. Maybe that's just mm-hmm. all I want to do is to, you know, make some extra cash, um, mm-hmm. or have some extra spending money, or just, I just want to be on a stage singing. I don't even care if I'm getting paid, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. that goal is, just try to keep fulfilling it and then, you know, reassessing. So it, it may change. It may not, but um, yeah, exactly. Stay flexible. Yeah, for oh, sure. I like that. For Stay sure. flexible. So yeah. coming back to organizing, what, in your opinion, thinking of singers and how our brains work, what would you say is the first thing that people should start to organize to make their lives a little bit easier? Time. Ooh, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's the big one because I, I feel like the time spent, um, thinking about doing something and actually doing something, <laughs> um, are, are very different. And I, I feel like the, the, the most, uh, the best thing I've done for my singing career is organized time. Um, and it's not an easy thing, but I, I am very tech savvy and I love to make my iPhone, my personal, uh, assistant. And whenever it tells me to do something, I'm there. I'm like, okay, I got, I got to practice in 30 minutes. Well, I got to get ready for that. And that's something that you have to make time for. Um, gosh, especially singing. Like I just, if like I put it in the calendar, I'm like, well, I have to sing for like 30 minutes. Um, and it, 30 minutes is better than nothing. Yeah. No. So I would love to hear a little bit more about how you personally organize your time. I know that we were talking mm-hmm. a little bit before we hit record. Um, mm-hmm. You're in Boston, you're doing the things. Um, it's cold. How, <laughs> it's how very do you, cold. <laughs> how do you like to organize your time on a weekly basis to help find yourself with the most joy possible? The, I mean, the ultimate goal, and I'm still working on this is to, to actually program all of the things that I want to do. And I, I don't hold myself to this, but I do block schedule most of my weeks. Um, so like, you know, at 10 to 12, I'm going to film and like uh, 12 to one, I'm going to take a break. And then like one to three, I'm going to edit. And then like, you know, five o'clock, I'm going to sing for a half hour. I don't hold myself to those specific time brackets because as, as long as you are, it's kind of just gets you going. You don't have to stick to those you know, specific, if it takes longer, it takes longer. If, you, if I don't spend as much time, I don't spend as much time. But um, I think my ultimate goal also is to schedule in a stopping point for a lot of this stuff. Because <laughs> sometimes oh, if it's just yes. me, I can work all day and then forget about, you know, my time I have to spend with my family or like walk the dog or um, just to have some downtime where I'm not doing anything. So um, I, I try to spread it out over the week in a, a way that makes sense. I don't always succeed, but um, it works really well most of the time if you really block schedule your calendar. And again, you know, a little phone, it'll tell you that you can have your little system tell you to do something like about half hour before it happens. And um, it's very helpful. You know, you can ignore it, but, or you can do the thing. It's up yeah. to you. Time blocking is cool too. Oh, sorry, Alyssa. You go, Ellen. Uh, I like time blocking also because you have to think of the task before you do the task. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have to, um, 
I don't know, edit this video or uh, mm -hmm. create this thing. And then you have to think about how much time you think it will take. And mm -hmm. then um, it helps you further down the line uh, in the future because you're like, okay, I have to edit this video and you probably do it a hundred times a week or whatever it is, or practice mm -hmm. or, or learn this piece. And then um, you, you do the thing you're like, okay, that took only an hour and I blocked out three or so then mm -hmm. you can plan better in the future or, oh, hey, this actually took three hours instead of the one that I, I blocked out. So you, it just helps you plan better in the future. It gets you thinking about these things earlier. And uh, for, at least for me in the long run, it's, it saves me time uh, because I am getting better about my time management. Exactly. And it gives you a little of dopamine after you've finished it. Cause that totally. way, because that, that way you that. don't feel like you need to like do all the things on the list the the little like eternal list that's in the background all the time, yep. you're like all these things. And if you don't get to it, I mean that day it wasn't on, it wasn't on the task list. So you don't have to feel guilty about like not doing everything. Yep. But that maybe that's just me. I don't know. I'm I'm a little oh, bit no. like that. <laughs> Not just you. Definitely <laughs> us. <laughs> I can definitely say that I feel like that all the time. Um, so yeah. So then I feel really guilty. Oh, oh I know. Yes, it's a terrible feeling. Guilty. It's like it's the worst. Your to-do list been... has it over like holds over your head all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been in like a to-do list. Um not a whirlwind. The downward loop, the endless spiral? loop. Oh, downward spiral. I would call yeah. It a downward spiral. Personally. <laughs> it's a downward um, spiral. And sorry, my cats are talking to me still. Um, <laughs> it was his birthday last week. So he's still celebrating. He is still celebrating. He's still celebrating. Uh, he turned 12. But oh, 12. He's so good kitty look at his little face oh my gosh look at him you're so what, cute do you have anything to say no now you don't not anymore <laughs> it's like it's like that bugs bunny cartoon when they get the 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 michigan J frog and then hello my baby hello my darling hey. and whenever he's on like the camera there's nothing <laughs> nothing to say <laughs> like that oh my gosh yes but giving myself like the grace to know it's like okay but i still did this that and the other because like i do time blocking it's it's weird because i also have like a full-time job right now and i just finished a production and i'm rehearsing for another one so it's like finding the time has been weird mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. making the time is also difficult so holding mm -hmm. myself to that has been interesting so how do you when you're in a downward spiral um, <laughs> or a downward dog, who's to say, but <laughs> what is something that helps you stay with your organization tactics that you've built for yourself over the years to help yourself come back and find your path again? I mean, again, I got to block out time for recreation because <laughs> uh, that I mean you can't re recharging my batteries has become increasingly more important as I've gotten older I realize if, like, if I just keep I'm um, going 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 and I'm like I have all these things happening and I don't schedule time to sort of like turn everything off I am not functional like I for example I have been really busy lately and at rehearsal on Wednesday, I was like not prepared. And I uh, 
had like a weird fight or flight response when I was supposed to be singing and I just, nothing came out and I was like, and I think I just needed a, a couple days to just chill out a little bit, recharge my batteries. I would have been much more alert at rehearsal if I wasn't so tired or, or occupied personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that that is increasingly important because um, we're, we're all so overstimulated, I think, yes. a lot. Yeah. Um, and it just, I just, I feel like that was a consequence of all of that overstimulation over the past few days and slowing down is just as important as making time for the things that are work and you know meetings and practicing and stuff like that yeah yep it's crazy people think that like the grind is it right it's like Mm -hmm. keep going keep pushing keep doing and and because you're doing so much yeah, yeah like you'll you'll succeed but really and what I've learned over the years also as I get older is that I can't do, I mean, I just don't have the energy to do that anymore. So you have to kind of protect your, your time. Like you said, mm-hmm. the most important mm-hmm. thing to, to organize and, um, and the more I can recharge the, the more present I am, the better I am mm-hmm. at my job, um, coming up with ideas, like being creative. Um, when I sing, my voice is less, like I'm less stressed. So my voice is, is freer and feels mm-hmm. good. And and then you're also just enjoying what you're doing. So absolutely taking that time, time blocking that time for family and, you know, walking mm-hmm. the dog or recharging mm-hmm. is, is just as important as, as the, as any of the work that you're doing. So absolutely. And we, I mean, we have been in this sort of celebration of being busy over the last, what, like 10 years. And it's, yeah, if not more than that, and it's just, it's wearing on a lot of us. And a little, a little slowdown is probably going to be the best medicine for a lot of us. I love that. Okay. So wrapping up really fast, if you could talk to your undergraduate and your graduate self, what Mm -hmm. are three pieces of advice that you would give them to get to where you are today in a happier way? Uh, Do not compare your path to any other singer that you know uh, their path, their path is completely different from you. You are a separate person and it may not look like their path. So just do your own thing. Also make sure that you get your technique in order as quickly <laughs> as possible. <laughs> so to, as, as Ooh, to that not- That would hit me. That would hit um, me. <laughs> It is much more difficult to unlearn bad habits than it is to get them under control initially. So I feel like, and also be your best advocate for yourself. If you feel like your teacher or what you're learning is not helping you or not serving you, you have the right to go to someone who you feel like will better um, be be able to deal with you. And it's nothing personal, you know? Like I, I had a voice teacher that was like, good every time I sang something and I was like it can't be that good because like (laughs) I would be out there working I mean it cannot be that good so I I was like I need somebody who's gonna challenge you know what what they're hearing because it it can't be that good um someone to kick your butt every now and again yeah I someone to kick my butt in like the nicest possible way you know right (laughs) out of love 
compliment yeah, sandwich, like, please. But yeah, a compliment <laughs> sandwich. Um, or, or who's not gonna, you know, I I really the power of someone who's not gonna BS you is I think is like really underrated. Um, because I just don't want to be be BSed. And um, and to not let imposter syndrome get the best of you. Um, because the why the why would they pick me is or like why would I win that audition is to be challenged by why not mm-hmm. um I love that. and you're just a regular person just like everyone else so um so true why not you know so I it's just yeah things I'm learning I I feel like a little later than I should have learned but you know if I could talk to like little 18 year old Kay I would tell her all these things Oh, retrospectively it's it's a lot easier to think of things after, after absolutely years later you know yeah. <laughs> I think we all have that we're like oh crap that would have been so much easier if I had just yeah. not you know if I learned made myself feel like crap you know? <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah. love that yeah okay, okay thank, thank you, you so much for talking so much <laughs> yeah, yeah welcome you. this was so much fun oh I'm so great so chatting glad. with you I know that I lived in Boston while you were also in Boston and I'm bummed that we never got to like actually hang out in person. I know that's sad, but you know, New York's not far. Exactly. Please don't hang out here. Let me know. I will. Let let me know. I'll I'll travel (laughs) five hours. is not bad. I'm on there. I'm on the plane. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. All you gotta do is buy a plane ticket, get on the plane, you know, the whole thing. You can crash in my place. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just throw some random clothes in a suitcase and go, you know, (laughs) or you can drive. It's not that long, right? Oh Lord. No. From Arizona. (laughs) No, I hate the car. My, I have some Same. friends that are making fun of me because I won't drive like 45 minutes. We have some, Phoenix is very spread out and we, oh. have, we have some friends that live on the other side and I'm just like, I don't want to be in my car for 45 minutes. I mean, you know, I, I, I get that. It takes me an hour on the train to get anywhere. <laughs> oh, I get it, but I mean, I get it. I don't drive to DC in like one trip anymore. I'm like, you know what? We're stopping in New York and it's going to be great. Yeah. Who's I, the car is horrible. It's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible. place. It's yep. horrible. It's horrible place. Oh, no. I'm, I'm right yeah. there with you. Oh my gosh. I don't drive. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably for the best. Cause it right? sucks. It yeah. does suck. It oh, sucks. My car don't want to be in the car all day. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. My car got attacked by, um, rats. The rats <gasps> like ate the uh, inside of my air filter. Oh my God. Yeah. What? Yeah. You didn't get attacked by turkeys. Now, yeah, not turkeys, not oh turkeys, but like rats. And I was like, oh God. it was like six hundred dollars to fix it. I was like, great. What doesn't happen again? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've never. Well, I think it's a I've thing never now. Heard of that outside I think of it is we a camp. thing. They've been nonsensical. Aggressive. It's COVID. It's COVID. Yeah. I think that the numbers increased when like the restaurants closed oh. and they're like looking for food and other places. I don't know. I heard they like spread out. So they like we don't normally have like all the restaurants outside too. That's how it's going yeah, in New yeah. York. Yeah. It's bad times. So oh my gosh, you guys. Yeah. It's good. It's got bad. The turkeys and the rats now. The turkeys like, can all go die. Thank you. I hate I hate turkeys too. They're annoying. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well it's gonna kick it's we we did this and we did it time. Look at I'm us. I'm impressed. Before it kicks it off, I do want to just say, like, just thank you. This is so much fun. Oh, you're Um, welcome. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. I wanted to kick us off before we say thanks. Bye, Kay. Thank you. Bye, friends. Bye, Kay.
we all have them. We all know them well. We all have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with our PFOs. <laughs> oh man. If you don't know what PFO stands for, it's a please fuck off letter or a rejection letter. And we are looking for yours. Send in your PFOs to info at modern-singer.com. We are going to do a reading of them in November, and we would absolutely love to include yours. They're hilariously sad, hilariously funny. Uh, (laughs) No names will be mentioned. No companies will be mentioned. So your information and your secrets are safe with us. I will also see if I can put an Anon box together to see Ooh. if we can submit them anonymously. So yeah. stay tuned for that. But please send them in. That email is info at modern-singer.com. And your PFO will be included in our episode. We're so excited. We're going to pair it with wine mm-hmm. and other beverages. So please get excited for, oh my God, there's going to be so many shenanigans. We're, I'm going to make so a drinking game out of it. We're going to have a grand old time. So get your beverages ready, forward us your PFOs, and we'll see you soon.